0: Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is doing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Com. Lots of things to get to today. It was a big weekend in Razorback land. I'm going to try to cover it the best I can here on the podcast. I'm going to get into baseball, basketball, women's basketball, football, all of the things going on, not only in Arkansas land, but across the country. But I do want to start with the Razorback basketball team and their victory against Alabama and what was presumably Daniel Gafford's final game at Bud Walton Arena. Arkansas now moves on to 17-14. and 14. As they beat Alabama 82-70. to 70. Really outstanding performance by Daniel Gafford. 29 points and 16 rebounds. I mean, you can't have a better day than what Daniel Gafford had into that game in Bud Walton Arena. I mean, it was just fantastic. And I know that there were fans chanting at the end of the game, you know, one more year, one more year. Well, I hate to disappoint you all, but it's not happening. You're not going to have one more year of Daniel Gafford. He's moving on to the NBA. Wish him nothing but the best of luck. But, you know, Arkansas now has a nice setup, what I believe, in the SEC tournament. Because by beating Alabama, they now have the nine seed, which they take on Florida. Florida's not playing overly great right now. Arkansas played one of their worst games in conference play against them earlier in the regular season. Arkansas probably should have beaten them, but since it was such a terrible game by Arkansas, I think that was the game. Actually, Mason Jones had 30, and they still didn't win. So it was just an ugly matchup, an ugly game for them, top to bottom. And so it just, you know, it just wasn't that good. But I like Arkansas's chances to maybe get it going in this game. Not saying to win, but get it going. But if they win that game against Florida, they will play LSU. LSU who has a suspended coach and Will Wade, which we'll get to in a second. They also are suspended one of their better players and Smart. Arkansas has also played them twice already. Should have beaten them once, or did beat them once. Should have beaten them twice. So the matchup is really nice for Arkansas there. And there's just something about that matchup. Maybe you can be hopeful for your Arkansas, but that's the setup of it all right there. So 17 and 14, if Arkansas was able to win two, just two games in the SEC championship or SEC tournament, that could get them to 19 wins, probably get them an NIT bid. It depends on how many teams in the NCAA tournament from the SEC go in. And you can have at least some sort of positivity of postseason play going on after that. But that's what really frustrates the Razorback fans more than anything. Because I've talked about this many times. And you look back on this regular season. 17 and 14. This team feels like they should have been better than 17 and 14. They should have been. Missed free throws. Inconsistent play. Boneheaded plays late in games. I mean, this team should have made the NCAA tournament. I mean, just think about it. If they had those games against Western Kentucky and Georgia Tech back, just those games alone, they have 19 wins. They're sitting at 19 and 12. Maybe he having to win a game or two to get into the tournament if they were able to hold on against LSU in overtime at Bud Walton Arena, keeping the guy from hitting the three late in regulation, it's a different team. It's a different season. How many times have that team couldn't make their free throws to save their lives, which would have won game for them, would have won that Texas game to start the season, would have won that Florida game against them? Be a different team, be a different season. But as the great Bill Parcells once said, you are what your record says you are. And that's what you're setting up right now. You're a team that's 17 and 14. You're a team that's playing for an NIT bid at this point. And the only way you can get into the NCAA tournament is by winning the SEC tournament, which we all know the likelihood of that since Arkansas has only done it once in their history. In fact, when it comes to SEC tournament championships, Arkansas has only won two in the history of their sports. So take that into consideration. It does not happen often, so I'm not going to try to predict or say that I like their chances. But that's just a frustrating thing about it, is this team should have been better. They should have been better than what they showed. They should have been better than just trying to get into the NIT. And I'm really coming down to it of trying to, being confused about where to pinpoint the problem. Because the easy cop-out answer would say, Mike Anderson. Okay, fine. I can't sit here and not be critical of Mike Anderson at times, and I can't really argue some of the criticisms, legit criticisms some of you have. But is there really anything about Mike Anderson that is different this year than it was last year or the year before? I mean, you are what your coach is. I mean, he just doesn't have the talent here, and that's on him, and I get all that. But why is this team not making their free throws like Mike Anderson's teams have usually been really good at free throw shooting? Why has this team lost six games at home? Six games at Bud Walton Arena when they were almost money, automatic, no matter who they were playing at Bud Walton Arena. How does that happen? Where'd that come from? These are the questions that pop up to me and it just makes me scratch my head and just continue to be disappointed with the outcome of this season, knowing full well what it could have been and what it should have been. It should have been better. Daniel Gafford's a great player, and he deserved better. Just the the inconsistent play by not only the individuals, but by this team, is what has plagued this team all year long. And this honestly might be the first year that I can look back on the regular season and say, you know what? This team played themselves out of an NCAA tournament. Not to where they just weren't good enough. They played themselves out of it. Because you can't sit there and tell me that this team was not capable of making an NCAA tournament. You just can't do that. Because we are talking about free throws. I mean, seriously, I know that that's not been the time that where it's been all the games and all the reasons why Arkansas has lost these games and as far as the problems that they've had on the court, it's probably fairly minor, all things considered. But if you just were shooting free throws at a higher clip, if Arkansas was shooting free throws at the same percentage as they were last season, they would have five more wins, folks. Believe me, I did the math. And, you know, it's foolproof, of course. But five more wins. Five. Tell me that's not the difference between 22 wins and 17 wins. I mean, that, that right there is where you just want to pull your hair out. But you are what your record says you are. You are the team that your record says you are. And now is no time to mourn or to grieve, because there's a lot of things that Arkansas has to do in front of them. I think they are still in play for postseason play. I think if they can win two games in the SEC tournament, they will for sure be in the NIT. I even think, and this is my hot take of the day, I even think that if Arkansas makes it to the SEC title game, they don't have to win it, but just making it there to Sunday, They will at least be in consideration for an NCAA tournament bid. Don't think they'll get it, but they'll be in consideration. But as I told you many times before on this podcast, the last thing you ever wanted to do was always constantly look back on this season and wonder what if. And I doubt you're the only ones doing that because I think Mike Anderson is doing the same thing. Knowing the type of pressure that he's been put under, knowing the type of pressure his team has been put under and his coaching ability, knowing that it's do or die this next season, how it all could have been avoided, should have been avoided, if they just would have done the small things right. Mike Anderson and his critics would not even be anywhere to be found. If Mike Anderson made it to the NCAA tournament this year, folks, even if it wasn't uh, you know a Final Four caliber team just making it, think about the excitement level you would have as a fan. Think about the confidence you would have in Mike Anderson. Mike, man, he lost pretty much everyone from last year besides Daniel Gafford, replaces him with a bunch of true freshmen, a JUCO player, and, and, and some role players, and makes it to the NCAA tournament again? Wow. What a, he's done a phenomenal job. Imagine if he can get a few more talents and a few more recruits in. But that's not the case. I never say never when it comes to Razorback Athletics because who knows what could happen in this SEC tournament. Crazy things happen in March. We all know that in college basketball. But what I do know is that this team, for lack of a better term, has been a disappointment. And I think Mike Anderson will be around until next season to remedy that disappointment. But will he have enough in the tank and enough bodies, enough players, enough talent, enough ability to bounce back in 2019 and 2020? Time will tell, but my sources say no. are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, I want to get into this Will Wade thing, because we mentioned it a little bit uh, in the previous podcast from last week and talking about uh, the hot water that Will Wade found himself in. Well, now it's, it's really developed, and it's gotten pretty crazy down there in Baton Rouge. So, LSU and Athletic Director Joe Oliva has suspended Will Wade indefinitely. They suspended him for the final game against Vanderbilt at home, which it didn't matter if Will Wade was coaching that game anyway because Vanderbilt was so bad, they just completely blew him out. Did not matter, which was fine. And it was a weird scene because Joe Oliva, for instance, walks out there onto the into the stands and gets booed mercilessly by the LSU fans. There are chants for Will Wade, Will Wade, Will Wade. And just chants throughout, signs were made, everything. Because they, the fans, did not feel that the administration was justified in suspending Will Wade. They haven't, listen, (laughs) I understand that it's tough for fans to... To look at the certain situation, especially that LSU finds themselves in, and try to be logical about it all, because let's be honest, if LSU was a 500 team right now, nobody would care. LSU fans wouldn't care, but they're not. They're a team that's vying for a number two, number three seed, maybe. I could totally see it in the NCAA tournament. That's where they're at right now, so. The currency that fans will always understand is winning. They don't care about how the baby was made. They don't care about the labor pains. They just see the baby, they love the baby, and they will do whatever they can to protect the baby. And that's what the situation you find yourself in with Will Wade at LSU. I feel like, and I know this is not a common thinking or a common theory that people will have, But I believe that if I was Joe Lee Van LSU, I would let him coach. Let Smart play. Act like nothing ever happened until something actually does happen. Now, that may be wrong of me, and that's fine. But you got to look at it from my perspective. Knowing what the NCAA is and knowing how terrible that they have been in their decision-making and how they've come upon schools that have been alleged cheaters or paying for players or whatever, by and large, the NCAA has been a failure, an epic failure on that front. And usually they don't take down the big boy schools as long as you deny, deny, deny. That's been the name of the game is to deny, deny, deny. Now, in some cases, they will get you even if you didn't do deny like they did with Ole Miss in football. But what I think LSU should do is just roll with it. But that's not the political thing to do. And that's where it's at with Joe Oliva. It's not the political thing to do. But how I mean, ask anybody, ask any other school of any fans of any school that has gotten suspended, that has gotten wins taken away, whatever, that say they wouldn't go back and do it all over again. Ask USC football fans if they wouldn't go back and do all over again what Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart gave them in that championship season. Ask if Ole Miss fans wouldn't do the same thing over again when they had those back-to-back fantastic years with all those great players where they beat Alabama twice. Ask all those fans. They don't care. If their wins get taken away at a later time, they don't care because it was all worth it in the end. And if I'm LSU, that's the way it needs to be approached. The last thing you want to do if you're the LSU Tigers is miss out on a golden opportunity for your basketball program to take it to such heights that it hasn't been in so long, to possibly make it to an NCAA tournament, and to possibly be successful in that NCAA tournament, making all the way to possibly the Final Four, which I believe LSU has that much talent and can be capable of that. The last thing you want to do is have that ability – have that option, have that opportunity, and blow it out of the water, because why? You wanted to make a political move. A political move that could save you a few pennies and maybe save you some face. Or wouldn't you rather go all in on Will Wade? Go all in on these players. Let them play it out. And if they make a Final Four like what if LSU won the national championship this year what if they did and next year they take it away the NCAA says not strike from the record you think LSU fans wouldn't be giving that up you think LSU fans would just be like oh man I wish that would have never happened I wish we never would have played in the championship game now no it's all about winning baby Because at the end of the day, if anything gets taken from you, if any wins get taken from you, if any championships get taken from you, so be it. Because say what you want, those are real. Those are real things that happened where you had real witnesses to it and you were the real winners in all of it. So again, I know it's not the political answer and the PC answer that a lot of people want. And maybe my opinion is bad of me. If that's the case, so be it. I'm fine with that. But I'm about winning. And I'm about carrying that winning and winning at all costs. If it ends up costing you in the end, it ends up costing you. The fans, though, the fans will be, always be okay with it. Because, again, I dare you to find me somebody Find me a fan, a die-hard fan of some big-time school that got wins taken away and tell me that that wasn't worth it. The only school that you could maybe make that argument for is SMU football because of what it did to them. Well, no one's ever getting the death penalty again. But try to find me somebody that wouldn't trade all of that. And I guarantee you'll find a liar. But either way, Will Wade's still in hot water. LSU's still in hot water. Joe, let him play, let him coach. At the end of the day, it'll be a speeding ticket. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Okay, final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I got to give it up to the women's basketball team for the University of Arkansas. What a run they had! I mean that that was a fantastic run by them. They were a 10 seed in the SEC tournament. They make it all the way to the SEC championship game by beating some really good teams like South Carolina and Texas A&M. They fall short against South Carolina, or excuse me, against Mississippi State in the SEC championship game. Get really blown out. But it was such a fantastic run. It was so much fun to watch and so much fun to be a part of because it was, they were the first 10 seed to ever make it to the SEC title game yet yeah, Chelsea Dungey, who has a record now for the SEC tournament with most points scored by any individual player. That's a pretty crazy feat when you really break it down. Think about the great players that have come through this conference in the women's basketball side of things. I mean, that's, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. And think about all the greatness that came along with it. Mike Nayers is doing a great job, and I'm not just saying that because he's got a fantastic last name. I'm saying that because he can have Arkansas consistently competing for Final Fours and National Championships here very soon. Now, he's got to keep building the program. He took over an absolute dumpster fire of a program from Jimmy Dykes. He has to keep building it up. He has to keep getting it there. And I think once he gets it there, it's going to be hard to get away from it. But this team plays with a lot of heart. They don't have all the talent, but they play with heart. They play with passion. And I think that as long as he keeps doing the things that he's doing, they're going to be right there someday. Maybe even win a national championship. And I know that women's basketball doesn't get talked about much. And I know that it's probably fourth or fifth on people's list of rankings when it comes to Arkansas sports and what they care about the most. And that's fine. But you know what, at Arkansas, you're always about winning. You're always about successful programs showing out. And when a program like the women's basketball team is showing out like they are right now, and we what they did this past weekend, you got to give kudos and you got to give credit. I don't know if it'll mean anything. I don't know if they'll get to the NCAA tournament. probably be the NIT just because of the lackluster regular season that they had, but kudos to Mike Neighbors, kudos to this team, and kudos to the great weekend of Razorback Athletics. I mean, the, the women's track team won a national championship. That was fantastic. You yeah, had the baseball team win two out of three against Louisiana Tech, and those are things I couldn't even get into. So if you're a Razorback fan, This was a great weekend for you, a great weekend for basketball, men's and women's, for baseball, for track, for all of that. I just hope that at the end of the day, it'll be a great football season, but I'm not going to hold my breath there. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at RushJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then.